and welcome back to Spiritual Strength. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast spiritual coach from Spiritual Strength. At Spiritual Strength, you need to learn how to know the way, show the way, and go the way. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to understand the faith. You got to show the way. You got to evangelize. You got to teach other people about it. And you got to go to go the way. You got to live it. A life of prayer, growing in virtue, strong relationship with the Lord. You got to be all three. Okay, so our topic today is understanding how do we know what we believe is true? Okay, so how do we know our beliefs are true? So I've been reading this great this great book by Father Chad Ripperger called um, here I'll, I'll show it for, I'll show it to you the binding force of tradition, and he speaks about it now. Every everything that that Father Ripperger talks about, all of his videos on census fidelium, they're just excellent, and it's because he's rooted in Thomism. Okay, he's he's the beautiful uh, tradition of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, he learned a lot, obviously, from Aristotle, and obviously the Catholic the Catholic Church, the tradition throughout the years, uh, the Bible, uh, the Magisterium, and on and on. So Saint Thomas Aquinas, his teachings has been known as Thomism, and Father Ripiger just really gives a great faithful representation of Thomism. So it really understands the faith. So every time you listen to him, you just you feel smarter. You feel like you're you're thinking clearer. You're making better distinctions in your mind, and that's one of the big things with um, thinking clear, making better distinctions. Okay, so the topic he talks about is how do you know what you believe is true, right? How do you know what you believe is an accurate representation of the faith? Well, you need to have a rule of faith. So a rule of faith is the standard by which you test your beliefs. So a rule of faith is a standard by which you test your beliefs to see if they're orthodox, if they're, if they're right. Okay, so it's kind of like if we wanted to know how much we weigh, the, the rule of mass would be a scale, right? The rule of mass would be a scale. So if I say I weigh 185 pounds and I step on a scale, presuming it's an accurate scale, uh, that'll tell me. That's, I, I'm get, so it's, it's not that I don't get to make up my own weight. I, I weigh what I weigh. So the rule of weight is the scale. Now the rule of length or height would be a ruler or a tape measure, right? I could say I'm a certain height. I could say my reach is a certain length, but until you take out the ruler or the tape measure, assuming that it's accurate, that's how you'll know for sure. Okay, so the length, the, um, the height is not subjective. It's an objective standard. So it's, a, it's an objective standard by which I test my height or my reach or the length of something else, right? And it's the same kind of thing with mass, right? If I wanna know the standard for the, the rule of mass, that would be a scale. It's not based on the subjective, but something objective. Well, it's the same thing with faith, okay? So a belief either is true or it's not true. A thing cannot both be and not be at the same time. That's the law of non-contradiction. So a thing, a thing cannot both be and not be at the same time. So there is a right, belief. Okay. A lot of times we, you know, miss this day and age, this society, we fall into relativism and that's not the, that's not the way to go. There has to be a right standard of belief. And so how do we test our belief, but we need to have a rule of faith. Okay. So Father Ripperger, uh, taking from Thomism, the great teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas, the traditions of the Catholic church, make it, make it easier for us to understand what the rule of faith is. How can we measure our beliefs if they are orthodox? Well, so first, when you have a rule of faith, there's a primary rule of faith. The primary rule of faith is God himself. Okay, so uh, the Lord transcends everything. Okay, 
Revelation is not a book. It's not a, um, a set of guidelines. Revelation is a person, ultimately. That's Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jesus is the primary rule. But because we don't have direct access to Jesus, right, we have to go by the secondary rule. And the secondary rule of faith, so this is, so this is how Jesus chose to transmit information to us. So how, how does the information get to us from God himself? Okay, so there's a secondary rule because we can't, now if we were able to speak to the primary rule right now, we could just ask Jesus. But since he's not physically here among us, speaking back to us, um, we, don't, we don't have access to that. So how did Jesus choose to transmit that information to us? Well, we need a secondary rule. Now with the secondary rule, there are two, there are, that's broken down into two um, subgroups. Okay, so in the secondary rule, there is the proximate rule, which is the magisterium, the teaching authority of the Catholic Church. So that's official teachings by the Pope and the bishops. Um, that's, that's that. That's the proximate rule. And then the remote rule can be broken down into two subgroups, sacred scripture and sacred tradition. Okay, so sacred tradition obviously being the Bible, the Catholic Bible, with including, obviously, the seven books that were ripped out at, during the Protestant Reformation in the 14-1500s, right? So the sacred scripture and sacred tradition. So, um, again, the proximate rule is the magisterium, and then the remote rule is sacred scripture and sacred tradition. Now, obviously, Protestants, their only rule is sacred scripture. The only difficulty with that is then who interprets, who interprets sacred scripture, okay? So... What does it mean for sacred tradition? Sacred tradition includes the documents and the monuments. So the documents are encyclicals by popes in the past. Okay. It also includes um, writings of the saints. And what would the monuments include? Monuments would include um, private revelation, approved private revelation that's been handed down over time. Um, art. The paintings that have been obviously approved to be in church and statues that have been approved to be in, in, in churches um, over the years. Um, books, uh, uh, classical Catholic literature that's been in the church through years. They've, they've been granted the imprimatur and the neil obstat. Uh, Bibles, prayer cards, uh, th these would all be considered monuments. Okay, so if we wanted to know how do we, how does our faith, like what do we believe, how does that check out? We have to compare it to the rule of faith. So the rule of faith. So let's give, let's give a, um, let's try to give a practical, exp uh, a, a practical example. <laughs> All right. So let's say lying. Now, obviously, we know lying is wrong. Okay, but let's let's just test it using these means. Okay. So first, we'd say. We'd look at the rule of faith. Okay, we'd look at what has what does the magisterium, the living magisterium, the Pope and the bishops say? Well, it's very clear that if you look at the that if you look at the teachings of the magisterium, which cannot change, right? Because the Holy Spirit cannot change. So uh, we would say that obviously the magisterium has always said that lying is immoral, right? You would always be able to compare that with the remote rule, which obviously is sacred scripture. Right, you'd see in the you'd see in the Bible, the truth shall set you free. Uh, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's in sacred scripture. And then you'd also look at the tradition. The tradition including uh, documents of the past. Past magisterium has has always said that. Right. So there's no the remote rule and the proximate rule. So the magisterium and the scripture and the tradition they should always go together. 
They should always go together. I, I should have said that earlier, actually. There's, there should never be discord between the proximate rule, the magisterium of the church, and the remote rule, which is the which which contains, like we said, the um, sacred uh, the sacred scriptures and sacred tradition. They should always go together. Um, obviously, it's it is a problem if you have a an individual pope or bishops or priests that are, that are saying something that's contrary to the remote rule, sacred scripture and tradition. But that's that's the topic of another another video. But they should always go together. So the point is the magisterium, the pope and the bishops, they're the servants of the they're they're the they're the royal stewards, you could say, of sacred scripture and sacred tradition. The magisterium does not make up things on their own, right? Saint Paul says, "I hand on what has been passed to me." So we're, the 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 point of the pope and the bishops is supposed to faithfully hand on. Scripture and sacred tradition that has been given throughout the years. There should never be a break between that. So if I look at lying, obviously scripture goes along with that and sacred tradition. All the um, documents of past um, popes and cyclicals, writings of the saints speak about truth, right? So clearly right there we know lying is immoral. And you go for any different types of topics also, okay? So if you want to know what you believe is true, you'd compare it to those, those different rules of faith. You have the rule of faith. The primary rule of faith would be God himself. Since we, can't act, we don't have access to God uh, directly to our, um, directly um, ourselves, obviously through prayer we can, but we don't get the, the, necessarily the back and forth feedback to every question, right? We, we have to go by a secondary rule, how God transmits that information to us. Like we said, that's the proximate rule of faith, which is the magisterium, and then the remote rule of faith, which is sacred scripture, sacred tradition, and they should go together. And if we look at that, we'll have an idea of, is our belief right? Is it true? So that is, that is a description of the rule of faith. What I did is with this book, The Binding Force of Tradition, I broke it down into a little diagram that was more helpful to me. My handwriting, you might not be able to see that, but the, the rule of faith and how that breaks down into those different sections. Um, Really great stuff. Like I said, everything from Father Ripperger and Census Fidelium is just absolutely dynamite. You really get a good sense of of what the what the teachings are of the church and why it makes sense and how it's all cohesive and how it goes together because it makes sense. I mean, looking back, I remember how I had a lot of questions about the church when I was younger, and it seemed like, well, this doesn't make sense. I don't know how this how this goes along with sacred scripture. I don't know how this goes. You know, these different questions that we'd have over the years, and and studying this. And especially Father Ripperger, Census Fidelium, you learn a ton and you realize how everything goes together very cohesively. It's logical, it's rational, it makes sense. And I've always believed that. If it's not logical, rational, doesn't make sense, you got to throw it out. Okay, that's, that's maybe the, the scientist in me, right? The psychologist in me. It's got to make sense. So don't think for a second that faith is over here and science is over there or, faith, or religion's over there and, and over there is um, science. They go together, okay? They all go together, right? So make sure you take a look at this. Play the video back a few times if you have to. Like we said, the standard of faith is not internal. We can't just go based on what we're feeling or how does, what, what do I think I should do in this situation? Okay, that's, that's called imminent, imminentism. Imminentism. <laughs> it's one of the biggest problems we have. We base what we believe on what we feel or what I think. And that's not what, what Jesus says, right? If we look in, in the book of Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. If you look at, I think it's 2 Peter, where he says, or maybe it's 2 John, 
It's one of those epistles. But it, but but uh, they say the apostle says, um, no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own understanding. So in other words, we shouldn't lean on our own understanding. We don't fall into the trap of imminentism, which is all modernism right now. We make up basically whatever we want. We have to compare what we believe to an objective rule of faith, which is outside ourself. It's ex external to ourself. Just like mass is external to ourself, length is external to ourselves, ourselves, faith and morals are external to ourselves. So therefore, we have to compare what we believe to the rule of faith. And remember, if you're not spiritually strong, you're weak. God bless you.